Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Section 2 The Providence of Restoration under the Leadership of Moses Section 2.1 Overview of the Providence Led by Moses The Providence of Restoration Led by Moses was built upon the foundation for the Messiah laid in Abraham's family. Nevertheless, the principle still required Moses himself to lay the foundation for the Messiah by restoring through indemnity the foundation of faith and the foundation of substance. Whenever the central figure for the providence changes, the new central figure cannot inherit the providential will without first completing a similar responsibility of his own. Furthermore, in this case, the foundation had to be laid anew because the scope of the providence had expanded from a family to a nation. As we shall see, in the providence of restoration led by Moses, the indemnity conditions required to lay these foundations were quite different than before. Section 2.1.1 The Foundation of Faith Section 2.1.1.1 The Central Figure to Restore the Foundation of Faith Moses was the central figure to restore the foundation of faith. A foundation of faith had to be laid anew to begin the course to return to the promised land of Canaan upon conclusion of the 400 years of slavery incurred because of Abraham's mistake in his symbolic offering. Before we study how Moses established the foundation of faith, let us first examine the providential position of Moses in relation to Jesus, and next, in the next section, investigate how he was different from all the previous central figures who were called to lay the foundation of faith. First, Moses was put in the position representing God, acting in his steed. God told Moses that he should be as God to Aaron. He also said, See, I make you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. Second, God set up Moses to prefigure Jesus. By having Moses stand in God's position before Aaron and the Pharaoh, God set him up to prefigure Jesus, the only incarnation of God. By prefiguring Jesus, Moses pioneered the path for Jesus to one day walk. Like John the Baptist after him, Moses was to make straight the way for Jesus. As the descendant of Jacob, who had established the foundation for the Messiah, Moses could serve as a central figure in the age of the providence of restoration. In his providential path, Moses built upon the tradition and deeds of his ancestor Jacob. Their courses served as models for the path which Jesus would later walk. Moses also stood on the foundation which Joseph had laid when he entered Egypt. Joseph's life, too, prefigured that of Jesus. As the son of Rachel, Jacob's wife representing God's side, and the younger brother of the sons of Leah, Jacob's wife representing Satan's side, Joseph stood in the position of Abel. He narrowly escaped his older brother's scheme to kill him, and when he was sold off to merchants, he entered Egypt as a slave. Yet he rose to the rank of Prime Minister of Egypt by the age of thirty. His brothers and father came to Egypt and humbly bowed before him, fulfilling a prophetic dream he had as a child. Based upon this providential victory, 
the Israelites entered Egypt and commenced a period of hardships for the purpose of severing Satan's ties. Joseph's course foreshadowed the course which Jesus would later walk. After the coming to the Satanic world, Jesus would endure a path of hardships and emerge as the King of Kings at the age of 30. He was to bring all of humanity, including his forefathers, into submission, cut off their ties to the Satanic world, and restore them to God's realm. Moses' infancy, childhood, and death also prefigured the course of Jesus. At his birth, Moses was in danger of being killed at the hands of Pharaoh. After his mother nursed him in concealment, Moses entered the Pharaoh's palace and was brought up safely among his foes. Likewise, Jesus was born into a situation where he was in danger of being killed by King Herod. Jesus' mother took him, fled to Egypt, and raised him in concealment there. Later, she brought him back to King Herod's realm where he grew up safely among his foes. After Moses' death, no one knew the whereabouts of his body. This foreshadowed what would happen to Jesus' body after his death. In all these ways, Moses' course to restore Canaan on the national level was the model for Jesus' course to restore Canaan on the worldwide level. And, as we mentioned earlier, the Bible attests through the words of Moses and Jesus that God disclosed through Moses' life a model for Jesus, prefiguring the path Jesus would walk in the future. Section 2.1.1.2 The Object for the Condition in Restoring the Foundation of Faith Moses was in a position different from earlier central figures who were entrusted with laying the foundation of faith. Unlike Abel, Noah, and Abraham, Moses did not need to make a symbolic offering. Rather, he could restore the foundation of faith merely by obedience to God's word while fulfilling a dispensation of 40 for the separation of Satan. There are three reasons for this difference. First, Moses stood on the foundation of the three successful symbolic offerings by Abel, Noah, and Isaac. They had completed the providence based on making symbolic offerings. Second, symbolic offerings were objects for the condition made necessary as substitutes for the word because after the first human ancestors lost God's word at the fall, people were not able to receive God's word directly. Hence, during the age of the providence to lay the foundation for restoration, the age from Adam to Abraham, sacrifices had been offered as objects for the condition in laying the foundation of faith. However, by Moses' time, that age had come to a close. Humanity had entered a new era, the age of the providence of restoration, the Old Testament age when they could once again receive God's word directly. Thus, there was no longer any need of a symbolic offering in laying the foundation of faith. Third, as the providence which had commenced with Adam's family was prolonged again and again, certain conditions of indemnity were needed to restore the providential periods which had been defiled by Satan. When Noah was laying the foundation of faith, he had to pass through a dispensation of forty for the separation of Satan while living in the ark. Abraham could make the symbolic offering to lay the foundation of faith only after he restored the previous period of 400 years and thus stood on the foundation of a dispensation of 40 for the separation of Satan. The Israelites suffered 400 years of slavery in Egypt to fulfill a dispensation of 40 for the separation of Satan and thereby restore the foundation of faith claimed by Satan due to Abraham's mistake. Likewise, in the age of the providence of restoration, a central figure could lay the foundation of faith 
as long as he stood firmly upon the completion of the dispensation of forty for the separation of Satan by upholding God's word, now that an object for the condition was no longer required to serve as its substitute. Section 2.1.2 The Foundation of Substance In the age of the providence to lay the foundation for restoration, God worked to lay the family foundation of substance. Upon entering the age of the providence of restoration, God worked to lay the national foundation of substance. Since Moses stood as God to the people and represented Jesus, he stood in the position of parent to the Israelites when laying the national foundation of faith. Concurrently, as a prophet with the mission to prepare the way of Jesus, Moses stood in the position of a child. Therefore, with respect to the Israelites, Moses stood in the position of Abel as the central figure for the national foundation of substance. We recall that Abel made the symbolic offering from the position of a parent in Adam's steed and was thereby entitled to make the substantial offering from the position of a child. Likewise, Moses stood in the dual positions of parent and child. When he restored through indemnity the foundation of faith, he stood in the position of a parent. He thereby secured the position of Abel for the substantial offering, for which he stood in the position of a child. Once Moses had secured the position of Abel, the Israelites, standing in the position of Cain, were supposed to fulfill the national indemnity condition to remove the fallen nature through their obedience to Moses. By doing so, they would establish the national foundation of substance. Section 2.1.3 The Foundation for the Messiah Moses was to restore through indemnity the national foundation of faith, and the Israelites under Moses' leadership were to restore through indemnity the national foundation of substance. This would have been constituted as the national foundation for the Messiah, and the basis for a sovereign nation to which the Messiah could come. The Israelites were then to receive the Messiah, be reborn through Him, be cleansed of their original sin, and restore their original nature by uniting with God in heart. In this way, they were to attain the ultimate goal of becoming perfect incarnations. <laughs>